Genre. Back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one bone size ready minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Norman Mitchell from Lord of the Rings Minute. Welcome, hey, th- Norman. Yeah, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, no problem. I uh, I really like this movie, and I'm glad I'm here to talk about uh, probably the thing I quote most from this movie in my <laughs> daily life. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 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 What's today's? We were just talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were just talking yesterday about uh, how quotable the characters in the sequence are, despite yeah. the fact that they're like only in this sequence. They're like not regular characters. Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday. With so uh, small, so Nicole. short. Yeah, it's yeah. really unique. I mean, today today's minute thirty nine, uh, which mm-hmm. starts with. Um, Octavia Spencer saying, "You know, uh, may God be with you uh, down the hall to the ramp," and then uh, ends with our. Our friend and your friend, Bruce Campbell, saying uh, the terrifying, the deadly, the amazing spite. And then he just kind of stops because yeah. we, don't, <laughs> we don't have the full moniker uh, in this minute. But he's, when, I, when, he's I, when I first was reviewing these minutes, I was like, oh, come on. As <laughs> <laughs> you get so hyped up about it, you're like, here it comes. He's, he's going to say it. They're saying it. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. That'd be between minutes, really. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't meant to be, Scott. It wasn't no, meant to be. Boy. That's all right. Uh, I guess uh, we'll talk about yeah. it tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, so, so right off the bat, this bit with uh, Octavia Spencer. Mm-hmm. Um. There's one thing that's different in the shooting draft because the um. This bit with with her uh that that is not in the check-in lady is not in the cap draft it's only uh-huh. in the shooting draft oh, okay um uh but in this apparently they were going to do an in joke they wrote an in joke into the movie and then they they cut it because they probably couldn't get the rights to it or whatever oh. um but when peter leaves he reveals a male wrestler dressed as xena oh. and <laughs> And the check-in lady says, let's go, princess. Um, <laughs> oh, that would have been fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, a little little tie-in to both Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi. Yeah. Um, right. And uh, another Xena actor is in this movie, too. Yeah, later. Later yeah. during the montage. Xena yeah. um, herself, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah. there's uh, a, no, there's another minor character, too. He oh, works for the Daily Bugle. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. D- Ted, right? Oh, yeah, Ted. he's a. I don't remember the actor's name, but he plays Joxar in. Uh, in yeah, Zena. it's Ted. It's Ted Raimi. It's Sam's brother. <sighs> yeah, yeah, his little brother. Uh, um, what is James but uh, oh, never mind. But yeah, so that was that's the fun little bit that they had yeah. to cut. But I'm 
I'm glad that it was still in the shooting draft so we could be like, oh, look, that's that's cute. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's yeah. my favorite type of silly little nod. Uh, I mean, if if where it's funny, even if you don't know the reference, like, come on, princess is still like a, a nice little quip to to move out of that mm-hmm. scene with. But if you're like, oh, that's I know that it still is good. Mm-hmm. The, the ones I don't like or is it where it's it re- requires the prior knowledge in order for it to be funny or memorable or whatever. Um, right. Otherwise, it doesn't quite work. Um, but yeah, the, the scene as it is is still still quite funny. Um, we talked quite a bit yesterday about um, Octavia Spencer uh, bringing her her chops to this and her sort of lived experience. But like this, you know, just resigned. May God be with you at the end of it. And then next is it's a beautiful, like you were saying, a beautiful side character that's like more rounded out than you would normally expect. And it's mm-hmm. it's a great cap to her little scene. Um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's she's great. I wish I wish there was another scene in one of these movies with a check check in lady. <laughs> yeah. just, we could build a little shared we universe. Use more yeah. of her, to be honest. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, so yeah. this scene. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so so I uh, Norman. I mean, we described we talked about this um, with our last guest, Paul. Uh, that we for these two weeks we've been looking for people who have some sort of connection to wrestling, whether, whether they uh, just enjoy it or whatever you, you are a big wrestling fan. Um, yeah, and so yeah, you were correct. actually, yeah, you were <laughs> one of the first people to request uh, minutes during this uh, section of the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, we're uh, taking in amateur wrestlers and uh, throwing them off, out of the ring and onto a table and breaking said table. Um, it seems like not regulation uh, style wrestling to me. <laughs> no, it's uh, that, that's it's very, very unsafe. It is, uh-huh. however, not exactly unheard of. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Uh, there have been there have been many incidents over the years with uh, with like backyard wrestling organizations involving the crowd. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, usually doesn't go that well. Well, know. actually, what, what, what's funny is, uh, speaking of that, there's actually a bit cut out of here. Uh-huh. Um, so what happens is uh, there's this – so after he throws the guy out of the ring, somebody shouts from the crowd, a heckler, uh, shouts for the crowd. This is in the shooting draft still, mm-hmm. not the kept draft. The kept draft actually cuts to the chase, and I'll get to that um, – I'll get to that when we get to the tomorrow. Chase. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll get to that tomorrow. But uh-huh. uh, the the what happens is a heckler starts shouting, "Hey, Bonesaw, you big fake, you suck!" And then Bonesaw whips his head around and then starts walking toward him, saying, "Fake my ass!" Climbs into the audience, punches him in the face. And then on his way back down, grabs a folding chair. And as the guy is starting to get up, like to rise up, the contestant is starting to rise up. He <laughs> hits him with the chair and knocks him out. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. So he's just he's a monster. So then yeah. when when he gets back in the ring, that's when uh, Quentin Beck uh, starts saying like are you ready for more mm. um that's that's after he has stepped back in the ring so there's there's a yeah. bit that is actually cut out of this and you can kind of tell that it's a little roughly edited mm-hmm. a little bit 
Um, because I think like he moves around too much, like where he's, he's in a, like a different spot and he has yeah. like a different energy by the time he comes to the mic. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's because that bit with the audience member, uh, was cut out of the movie. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is, that is, me. that's out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I imagine so. Um, is like, is audience type participation more common on like these indie circuit, uh, like smaller wrestling venues than the real one? Yeah. I guess, I, yeah. I don't it, really it's know. It's not very realistic. Okay. It's not yeah. very common in like a big, a big company like the WWE, but like, uh-huh. Smaller companies across like regional areas around the country, mm-hmm. really small, small places, ven- small venues that do things in like gymnasiums and stuff will involve yeah. the crowd. Sometimes mm-hmm. they'll do kind of flashier things for attention. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this particular case, I would assume if this was a real situation that the heckler was a plant of yeah. some sort. And that does happen. Um, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I mean, because like that's yeah. regardless of whether or not the heckler is is in on it, uh-huh. uh, that would be exciting, right? Like if you're just in the audience <laughs> yeah. and then he just he just he just waltzes into the audience, like you know, <laughs> smack some guy across the face, like right next to you, like that's exciting, you know? Yeah. That's cool. it's so a you real just hope he doesn't do it. Too. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. I would think, though, that even if it were a sort of a plant situation or, you know, the um, the uh, the res- the contender in the ring is, you know, a friend of his or something like that. This move of the throw over the um, over the ring and onto the table is particularly brutal looking. I'm, I'm still yeah. not sure how they do it, because if you watch the minute, you know, seconds, seconds and frames at a time, the way we do for this, you can sort of see that that actor I mean, what did they call him? The Flying Dutchman kind of lands almost on his neck on the edge of the table. It just looks so. Yeah, but so you, can, you can see. Well, you can see. And I mean, that's part of the art of it, right? Yeah, is that yeah. is that he, you're supposed to make you're supposed to safely make it look painful. Yeah. Um, but you can see that he braces his fall with his arm at a, at a, at a 90 degree angle. He uh, grabs yeah. the table with his hand yeah. before he yeah. lands, I which I assume is part of, that's the part of the art of all of this, right? Yeah. Is right. learning how to fall. Like that's part of the whole deal. And yeah, right. that, it looks like you knew what he was doing when he, when he hit that table, it does still look a little rough though. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's, and it, the table is obviously pre-broken. There's like, yeah, split. there's like, Two, yeah, there's a split in it yeah. uh, to, to break it a little easier. So, you know, it's Oof. all a magic trick. Sure. Yeah. Still yeah. would be a very intimidating thing to witness if this was oh, your first, sure. first time yeah. in this arena. For sure. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does not mess around. There's also, there's also a couple guys right there that kind of catch him, too. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Flying, yeah. uh, living up to his name, I guess the Flying Dutchman uh, taking that. Is that the? Of- is that who that is? Is that the Flying Dutchman? I think so, because a, a bit minute or so because ago, because there was a yeah, right. Um, but that was yeah. just a minute ago yeah. before Peter waited in a huge line of guys signing uh, up. Oh yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I yeah. I just like calling him the Flying Dutchman on account of the flight that he takes. I think that's it's kind of charming. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like his costume has anything to do with right. ghosts or ships or folklore. Oh, well, I, I love the idea of him calling himself the Flying Dutchman and then dressing like that. And you're like, um, <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> it's just like a yeah. head scratcher kind of costume. Yeah. You know, if he's a Dutch guy and yeah. he gets thrown a lot, 
I guess. Yeah. Maybe that's enough. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he likes <laughs> to jump off the top rope. I suppose, yeah. It's almost a sort of like Galactus crossed with a goat type mask that he's got going on. I'm not I'm not really sure what, what theme he's aiming for. <laughs> it looks is, to me uh, it looks uh, to me like they're making fun of an actual wrestler with his outfit. Uh, <laughs> which which would be uh, the ultimate warrior. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I couldn't remember his name because I don't, I don't watch wrestling, but I, uh-huh. I, 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 I knew it was something like that, like a, like kind of like a repetitive sounding name, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ultimate Warrior. It's not enough that he's a warrior. He's the Ultimate. The ultimate warrior. Yeah, he wrote comic uh, books too. They're terrible. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> um, there's uh, after the ref lifts uh, lifts up Bonesaw's hands. Uh, and they cut to the celebrating crowd. There's mm. a there's an elderly black woman holding a flag of a skeleton sawing a bone. Oh wow, that's yeah, amazing! I just, I was like, that is the most incredible extra I've ever seen in my life. There's a lot of really He's good got... signs in this audience. Oh yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, I've been trying. It's a little because sometimes the camera's sort of panning quick, so it's it's tough to read some of them. But when they do, almost every single one is a gem. Um, yeah, I like that. There's a bunch of signs that just say "kill him." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Bone saw will fracture you. Things like that. It's oh, it's lovely. Um, there's one of a, a body bag that just says "another victim." <laughs> Or just a giant bone, just you know, just a bone that you're flailing up or, in the sky. Or the people with think, the tinfoil saws. <laughs> yeah, they they must have all of this stuff when they show up. Yeah, and then just just give them to the audience as they're coming in. Yeah, right. Oh, you think the the promoters of the event itself probably have that? Yeah, because yeah. there's no there's no way that these people actually know who Bonesaw McGraw. I mean, we, we <laughs> talked about it last week. This is not a major thing. This is a super underground, you know, they're dangerous. The new, yeah, right. The New York Wrestling League, I think, is what we figured out it was. Yeah, uh, last week. Mm. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know that he has like legitimate fans. I think that they're all just getting drunk and having a good time. Maybe, but I do yeah. love the idea of that like elderly um, black lady like staying up the night before paint hand painting <laughs> a pirate flag to show this motif of a skeleton <laughs> sawing. That would just be amazing. Oh, it's pretty hardcore. I'll yeah, be <laughs> pretty hardcore. Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, you know, also um, hardcore is Mr. Uh, Randy, Randy Savage here. He's uh, yes. He gets to say his line. Um, oh. I, I saw his ready. I, uh, I probably quote that more than anything else from this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's just the very, way he says it is just it's like very musical. And yeah. that's the way he always spoke. Yeah. <laughs> This sort of weird idiosyncratic uh, uh, rhythm to the, the where he's putting the emphasis is so strange mm-hmm. and so uh, brain sticky. I'm going to have to come up with a better word one of these days for that. But it's just uh, it's it so does. deep I mean, and raspy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ready. It, like, he doesn't he doesn't have to do anything uh, of this man. And you can tell that everybody's loving it. Um, you know. Oh, yeah. Like even like even the extras on the day. I'm sure we're getting excited uh, hype wise. Also with, you know, Bruce Campbell serving as your announcer hype man. Um, that's 
for for such a low like like a small underground wrestling thing, they got some pretty good um talent sort of <laughs> whipping everybody into a frenzy uh at this point. Um yeah. I don't know. I, Norm- I didn't Norman, yeah. that's, the, that's the most important part of the illusion, really, is that yeah. you gotta get the crowd into it first. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's like the experience of watching, uh, like, when you go to, uh, when you watch a comedy at home, mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't, it's not funny, but meanwhile, yeah. if you had seen that same movie in a full theater of people laughing, totally, it is a better movie in yeah. that environment than it is at home by yourself, you know? Yeah. 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 That same, it's that same sort of, uh, same sort of thing. Uh, yeah. Norman, you said that you you had a story about uh, Randy Savage. Well, uh, it's uh, it's an interesting little fact about Randy Savage's wrestling career. Oh, uh-huh. his, yeah, he uh, he started wrestling in 1973. At the same time, he was also a minor league baseball player uh, in the St. Louis Cardinals minor league. Uh, in, uh, <laughs> what? what? Yeah. Really? Really. Wow, uh, that's amazing. He, he was a minor league baseball player. He was in the St. Louis Cardinals program. His father and his brother were uh, wrestlers, and his father was a wrestling promoter. And God. he was wrestling part-time back then. And his first gimmick was the spider, a masked wrestler. No <laughs> way. No way. Wow. Oh, oh that's So even beautiful. having him in this movie is almost like a little in like a little insider thing for people that know about Randy Savage's wrestling career. That's incredible. I, I I'm, I'm genuinely astonished by that. That's a beautiful little tidbit. Uh, wow. Do you think Sam Raimi was aware of all this or sought him out specifically because of that? Do we know if Sam Raimi likes wrestling? Like, I don't know. I don't know yeah. because, well, well, I, I, I don't know if this is a coincidence or coincidence or not, but uh-huh. in the, in the David Kep draft, um, when the announcer starts introducing uh, and like backing up toward the uh, toward the entrance ramp, uh-huh. um, and when he when he talks to to Peter through the through the veil, mm-hmm. he go the line that he says is, "What do you what do you what do they call you, man? The spider?" Oh. So, yeah. so I don't, I don't know if I don't, I don't know if that's, I, I assume that's just a coincidence because there's no way David Kep knew they were going to cast Kept Randy Savage. Yeah. But, right. But even still, what a great little, uh, serendipitous crossing of, uh, I don't know how to finish that sentence. Ideas. Right. Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I was doing some research on Randy Savage and I came across that and I was just like, that's amazing. I feel like somebody had to know sometime before this movie actually came out. Someone yeah. had to have figured this out before they cast him. Oh, yeah. Ugh. The rumor mill was brewing. Yeah. It's That's ugh. awesome. It's great. That's yeah. really awesome. <laughs> uh, you know what else is awesome? <laughs> uh, we, we, we have, I don't, I don't know if I noticed, I didn't notice this uh, in the last few minutes uh, uh-huh. when we were starting to to get shots of uh Quentin back here mm. um but uh are are you seeing is the necklace that he's wearing <laughs> is that a, a is is that a, a Cadillac logo it's a, yeah, it's, it's a just hood like ornament. a Cadillac hood ornament yeah yeah it's a yeah. hood ornament okay <laughs> but he's just Which wearing is fantastic as a chain just... <laughs> around his neck oh, oh my god he's that's so, so silly he's so it... so wonderful 
Um, I think it really adds to the sleazy promoter vibe, just that it's just got a hood ornament on a chain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bunch of rings on his fingers, a hood ornament, a necklace. Uh, because this... His gold his shirt this is around the time that, like because <laughs> yeah. this is around the time that, like the F blade came out and like was getting big too, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. So that's know, yeah. that's probably just like a little touch at that about like Cadillacs being popular at the time. Yeah, it was a big deal. Oh, man, I don't know. It's wild. Um, I have been. I, <laughs> I this whole week I've been sort of keeping an ear out for what the score is doing moment to moment. And what I like about this one is that uh, it's. There's there's almost no real score in it. What music there is is sort of framed as if it's like diegetic, but it the times that they let it come in or not, this sort of like um, building like rock sort of background momentum is only just fades in and out occasionally. And I just I love the atmosphere of the moment of uh, Quentin sort of backing up towards the entrance and and getting us ready for the entrance of our our new hero. And I still get like that adrenaline spike going <laughs> every single time mm-hmm. it's something about the combination of the the sound design of the the crowd and the you know the the random little um adr loop groups of people yelling out things here and there and his performance and the in and out of that music it i just i i get sucked into it every time even if i'm only watching you know 30 seconds of it or a minute of it for um preparation on one of these days i still get like really excited for this moment to happen um, oh yeah, it's just it's it's lovely. It, it is, and, and and it's because it's split between two minutes. Mm-hmm. We're we're not getting the entire uh, payoff of this yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the build up, I, and I guess we can talk about the build up here, and then talk about the payoff in the next minute. But the yeah. build up to the reveal of Peter is. <laughs> Just so fantastic before before the wind completely gets taken out of our sails. Totally, yeah, yeah, and it even there's there's things that that he's doing in his performance that are so silly but fit so well. My favorite of them is when he does back up into the um this partition, this sort of veil cyclodrama thing or whatever um that Peter's hiding behind. He he says, you know, what's your name, kid? When Peter replies to him and says the human spider or whatever, Bruce Campbell does this thing where he like pulls down his glasses a bit just so he can, you know, snark into him more. But it's like he pull it's like he's pulling his glasses down so he can listen better. Like it makes no yeah. sense, you know, that like he can't see Peter with or without the glasses. There's no reason they should be obstructing or not obstructing his vision at this moment. But he he pulls him down just to like be like, are For you dramatic? Purposes. Yeah, are you kidding me? Like, there's nobody. This benefits nobody but him because Peter can't see him pulling down his glasses. It won't help him see Peter better, but he just has to do it for himself. Where he's like, really just in disbelief. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then and then when he transitions back into announcer mode, he like slides him back up. Okay, ready to enter the fray. Like I don't know, like some a uh, a fighter pilot putting on his aviator goggles again or something. It's just, well, it's, 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 he's, he's, he's breaking character. Right. And yeah, so we're, we're, yeah. we're seeing him breaking character by he's taking part of his costume off. Yeah. Um, yeah. To show to that it. he's breaking character. Yeah. Because yeah. this isn't, this isn't the, the announcer who's saying, that's it. That's all you got. That sucks. Yeah. That's I, not the announcer. That's Quentin Beck saying that. Totally. I love the way he says that sucks. <laughs> yeah. 
it's like it's so dismissive but so genuine and 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 i love it a it's a great joke obviously this is just a very fun silly moment but it's also a really good inversion of the this sort of pitfall you can come come into when you're adapting a property that has you know a a really recognizable name a or a like a, a catchphrase that everybody knows it it avoids the uh pitfall of the well, it's like I'm some kind of Spider-Man thing you know you can have well that's that's yeah. sort of what yeah. happened in the in the kep trap because uh-huh. what he says is what do they call you man the spider mm-hmm. and he goes Spider-Man yeah Spider-Man <laughs> Yeah, that. that <laughs> what do they call you, man? Yeah. Yeah. The spider? <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like a Peter Parker response. Man? Yeah. Spider? Yeah, Spider-Man. That's me. Man spider. Oh, uh, yeah. The, <laughs> the spider of the man. But it is, it's so much s- smoother and, and less contrived in a way, even though it you add a contrivance onto it. For Peter to say a, a sillier, dumber, not as cool name, and for this man to recognize that that won't sell at all, I got this, and then give yeah. him the amazing. And then, then you can. But where was he? Yeah. Where was he for the Flying Dutchman? That's what I have. <laughs> that's what I want to no, know. No, what did the Flying Dutchman tell him that the best he could change it to was Flying Dutchman? Like <laughs> he showed up with <laughs> with his Ultimate Warrior goat outfit thing, and he's just like, yeah. "I'm Dutch Blitz," and he was like, "No, no, you're, I got this." Dutchman, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Humans. I'm the du- I'm Dutchenberg. Dutchenberg. No. Yeah. No. Flying Dutchman. <laughs> Flying. You're flying Dutchman. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, apparently Quentin Beck just really into the man names. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah that's... The flying Dutchman, the amazing yeah, yeah. Spider-Man. And people yeah. respond to that. They really do. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, also, Batman works. Yeah, yeah, Batman does work. Superman works. You know, Aquaman works. They, they work. The man, you know, it's, it's a, it's a straightforward way to do it. Um, I also love that it lets us, I mean, I get like goosebumps when it happens, but it, it lets us do the thing that we've been joking about occasionally, which is the fact that like Spider-Man comics have sort of ruined all superlative adjectives when, if you're trying to be serious, talking (laughs) about something great in a Spider-Man movie, you're like this amazing. Nope. This spectacular. Nope. But that you can sort of do it in earnest here and, and find a way there's no like actual scene where somebody would be like, boy, howdy, that's that amazing Spider-Man. But you could, if you're having this, you know, hype man introducing your, your new wrestler, really jazz mm-hmm. us up with, you know, the amazing spot Spider-Man. Um, I, <laughs> it's one of those things that's so I think this is a, an iconic moment in the scene that like sticks in my brain to the point where I noticed rewatching it this week that I misremembered, um, this sort of hype train that, uh, that Bruce Campbell has going up because obviously it's, it's great. And we're building up to this moment and he, and he sells us, you know, like, uh, $3,000 and then he starts it again. The sum of $3,000 will be paid to the terrifying, the deadly. But he only says terrifying, deadly, the amazing, and then it's done. But in my brain, like, I swear up until this week, I could remember him listing off, you know, the terrifying, the death defying, the one, the only, the amazing, like in my, like my memories of this scene 
stretched it out into this even grander thing. But I think it's just yeah. how much he sells it that it it has that same effect on me. Um, I also have to point out that when he says the terrifying, there's a beat and a distant scream. In the audience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there is. <laughs> the terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Deadly. Um, ah. Yeah. So, uh, Norman, what, 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 uh, tell us your background with Spider-Man. We're going to ask you, we'll ask you more, um, in detail about this movie in particular, uh, Mm -hmm. in tomorrow's minute, but tell us, tell us, uh, tell us about your relationship with Spider-Man. Were, were these movies your first, um, introduction to the character or was there, was there something else earlier? I know the, the first thing. The first thing I remember ever seeing Spider-Man in was that 90s animated cartoon where uh-huh. Peter Parker looks like he could destroy a person with his bare hands. Uh-huh. <laughs> Built like a lion. Oh, the 90s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so that's like my first my first exposure to Spider-Man when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I really love that cartoon. And I've tried to go back and watch it, and I can't really get into it uh, in much the same way. I can't really get into the X-Men cartoon from like the same time. Mm-hmm. I have very fond memories of those things, but like the animation style, yeah, I just, like, can, I just can't contribute. do it anymore. Yeah, that's fair. I have um, heard that the Spider-Man holds up a little bit better than X-Men, but I haven't jumped back in to, to check them recently. I mean, it's got you. You rewatched the 90s one more recently, right? Yeah, like, I, 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 uh, I, I'm like halfway through season three right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like slowly making my way through it. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely dated and uh, it's, it's like simultaneously for kids and not really for kids at all. It's sort of like the prequels, Um, (laughs) like the Star Wars prequels. prequels. We made it for for kids, you know, all these scenes of people sitting around talking about politics. Um, (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, so it's a little like that where like a lot of the things they're talking about and the dialogue, you're like, I, I don't think I knew anything of what was actually going on in this show when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Norman's right. Like the pacing feels very ADD and, and the animation is, uh, on the cheaper side for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, the yeah. clearest things I remember from that show are pretty much everything that went on with the Kingpin and mm-hmm. the Daredevil crossover stuff. Mm-hmm. Sure. When the Daredevil yeah. when Daredevil's in the show for like four episodes in a row. And there's also like mm-hmm. there's an episode with Blade. There's multiple mm-hmm. episodes with Blade. Uh everything with Craven, nice. I remember pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember the like the sound of the lizard. That was a big one for me. Like Lizard and the Venom storyline in that cartoon are memorable. I mean, yeah. I can hear the theme song if I think about it. Oh sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or um, the web slinging effect that like that they used. Yeah, and uh, and the, one of the first comics I ever had when I was a little kid was the was a number one of Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Oh wow! Oh. Interesting. That's yeah. something that we'll have to get into on um, on uh, Weekend Bugle because I don't I I I will confess to knowing basically nothing about Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Oh, I don't remember yeah. any of it. I haven't looked at that comic in forever. But the one thing I do <laughs> find interesting about it is that um, there was another Spider-Man cartoon that was done a little bit later. And mm-hmm. uh, the outfit from that 
it's still Peter Parker, but the outfit from that is like really close to the Spider-Man 2099 outfit. Yeah, it's Spider-Man really Unlimited was yeah. the name of that show. Where he's got a little bit of a cape and he's got the the big red yeah. sort of uh, chest spider. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he, it's all about the symbiotes, basically, that show. Yeah. <laughs> all about the symbiotes. That was the uh, alternate title for, <laughs> for yeah. that show. Um, yeah, I mean, th- th- it's it's interesting that there's all these um, common like uh, touchstones for people in their in their introduction to the character, whether or not they um, went back into uh, comics lore or whether they just stayed whether they read books. I had no idea there were like novelization Spider-Man books until Scott told me about that on some of our early episodes. Or for some people, it's um, video games were their their first main thing. So it's it's nice to hear like a common one being the. Um, the TV show was a good, mm-hmm. a good like um, starting starting point for a lot of people because it really did um, like sort of codify a lot of the iconography. Like it was very bold, big colors, and even if it wasn't you know slickly made, they at least uh, nailed some of the core concepts in there. That so if you ask mm-hmm. somebody like, why do I know who Craven the Hunter is? Like why have I heard that before? It it might be because of that. Um, that TV show for like a wider swath of people than like who probably read the, I don't know, the, the comics that were out at that time or something. I don't know. Sure. Uh, yeah. It was a good one. Yeah. Um, did he become like a, like a, a favorite character of yours, Norman? Is this like one of your top uh, superheroes or um, fictional properties? Or is he always like a, um, uh, you know, were you a Marvel DC person? Like what, what was, um, where did he rank for you? Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man is definitely one of my, f- well, like, in my top 10 favorite superheroes, mm-hmm. my two, my two favorite superheroes and it kind of changes on the day are Captain America and Green Lantern nice. and, mm-hmm. and specifically Hal Jordan. And they've kind of always been my favorite superheroes. Yeah. I've just always thought Captain America is really cool. He's like this really honorable dude. And I've just always liked the Green Lantern power. Uh, Spider-Man oh. I've always thought is really cool because I was a bullied nerd growing up. So I really empathize with Peter Parker yeah. So I've always really liked Spider-Man too. Hmm. Me too. Yeah. yeah well said. <laughs> yeah. That's a, I mean, that's yeah. that's the whole the whole core of it, I guess. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, does anybody have anything else for this minute? Um. No. I think more the uh, more thoughts I have are going to be about the the fallout in the in the next minute of uh, when we actually do see Peter. Yeah. So. I, uh, I just didn't get over. I just can't get over how ugly this jacket is that Bruce Campbell is wearing. <laughs> yeah. It is it is glorious. Oh man. I would I would like to see somebody like do a a cosplay of that at some uh convention. <laughs> oh, I'm sure just, that's happened at some point. I just point. don't understand the stripes with this like the the fake snake skin. Yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> It's so it's so at yeah. night, you know, it's more reflective that the sort of like retro yeah. reflective. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically yeah. A, a sign. Uh, safety. Safety. <laughs> safety. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, if uh, if you want to go uh, check out the other shows on uh, on duelinggenre.com, you can do that. Uh, Norman, tell tell people about your show. Uh, so I am one of the co-hosts of Lord of the Rings Minute, where we give the uh, currently we're giving Fellowship of the Ring uh, the movie by minute treatment, and we are still not going to be wrapping up by the time this airs, uh, but we're getting closer. <laughs> it's a pretty we'll long been movie. at it. 
we'll, we'll have, uh, when it's done, we'll have been at it from November to August. So, Oof. gosh, Oof. almost a you guys are true. That's insane. Yeah, yeah uh, two towers is going to be a hair over a year, and Return of the King is going to be even longer than that. <laughs> oh my god! So uh, you're doing uh, doing doing the Lord's work over yeah, at Lord yeah. of the Rings, man. May God too. help us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it is—it's a great show and a lot of fun to listen to. So please do check and it both, out. Both and both Zach and I have guested on it. So, yeah. um, you know, go go check out those and go check out those weeks, and then you know, expand outward from there uh, if <laughs> you want to check out everything else. Um, it's a great show, so go check that out. And uh, we will be back tomorrow with minute forty. Bye, everybody. Thanks, guys.